Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. As always, we are pumped that you are here for today's episode. And it's a special episode. In fact, we're introducing kind of a series of episodes. Andy's going to tell you about that in a minute. But before we even get there, uh, I want to remind you of our mission here. The reason we do this week in and week out is to encourage and equip you to lead in the local church. We believe in the local church. And so we thank you for joining us for this, this week's episode. And we'd like to invite you to subscribe to our podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, it's really easy. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss a single episode. And we'd like you to subscribe if you're listening today as well. Uh, whatever your favorite podcast listening app, just hit the subscribe button. We don't want you to miss a single episode. And you can always rate our podcast at ratethispodcast.com slash CLP. And uh, we have a blast doing this podcast, and uh, we're excited for what's coming in the next few weeks in this series. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast. As Mark mentioned earlier, this is a little different. This is kind of a, uh, a series that we're going to be kicking off beginning with this episode. We've got a few more lined up. We're going to give you a bit of a teaser today of actually right. some, some future episodes that we're going to share with you, some conversations we're going to have that we think are going to be helpful, practical, and Maybe even funny at times. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So you know our podcast. If you've been watching or listening any length of time, you know we just we, we want you to be in on some of our conversations, right? And, and it's conversations that Andy and I have or other leaders uh, have with us, and we want you to listen in. And that's really what this is all about. Because if, if the last year and a half Andy has taught us anything, it's that we don't know anything, right? I mean, you know, the COVID pandemic is kind of reminded us of what we didn't learn before. And so what we're going to do starting today is talk a little bit about things we didn't learn in seminary, right? <laughs> things they didn't teach us in seminary. Yeah, here we are sitting in the sanctuary of Mark's church. So if you're watching, you, you obviously notice the setting we're in is a little different and maybe our sound or audio sounds a little different for those who listen today. We thought this would be the most appropriate setting to talk about something that we really wanted to share with you that we think that would be helpful. And uh, maybe you're like us. Maybe you've gone through some formal uh, education and you've had great training and some of it has been very helpful in a practical way. But the vast majority of what we learn when we go to seminary and even college and preparing for uh, ministry is theological, doctrinal, you know, even some great ecclesiology on how, right. how we can act and, and do things in the church. But what we want to talk about today is just some real life stuff that we feel like we wish we would have known either going into seminary or coming out of seminary that would have better prepared us for what is actually happening now. That's right. And so before we even get into any of these topics, and we're going to kind of tease some of the ones we're going to talk about today too, look, we're not saying that seminary education is a bad thing, okay? That, we're not saying that at all. We value the education that, that we've received. We value every bit of formal training. But as always, in any area of life, OJT, right, on-the-job <laughs> training is really uh, where you learn more. And I, I want to also say this. 
we don't devalue any of you and your experience if you haven't that's gotten right. that formal education. I think it takes both. And, Absolutely. And, uh, and that's why we're excited about some, some partners we have here at the Church Leadership Podcast that are kind of using a hybrid approach to training in ministry. But what we're going to talk about is, again, not dogging seminaries, any seminary, because I think a lot of them are getting the idea and the picture and mm-hmm. doing more practical training. Mm-hmm. But as far as we're concerned, these are things we did not learn in seminary that we had to learn, uh, as Michael Scott would say, in the School of Hard Knocks. School of Hard Knocks, yes. So what, what Mark is saying is so true. I mean, there's, I, I, I think getting a great education and some, some wonderful seminary experience is very helpful. But there also may be your, your context, your calling, your personality, where you may not feel like that formal way of doing that. Right. We live in a wonderful wonderful age of technology where a lot of people can actually access online a lot of the things you can learn in a seminary without even having to go to seminary but it's just like being married it's just like being a parent people can tell you all of this wonderful wonderful uh, information and share with you practical helps and tips and it just goes over your head and you just don't even realize what you're getting into until you're into it so that's 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 ministry and the practical part of ministry is you have to learn a lot from experience, but you learn a lot from your mistakes. And you hear us talk a little bit about that, that we're more than glad to be honest with everybody who watches and listens to this podcast and say, we've done a lot of learning because we've made a lot of mistakes. That's exactly right. And so we're going to share a little bit of that with you. And uh, so, you know, we're still going to have guests uh, on our podcast, obviously, over the next several weeks, and uh, we've got great conversations we want you to hear, but kind of interspersed in between those conversations, it's going to be part of this series, mm-hmm. what things we didn't learn in seminary. Mm-hmm. The idea of what we're going to do the next uh, few episodes in this series was birthed from conversations mm-hmm. we've had ongoing for a while, but God has blessed uh, a lot of you, maybe like me, with some people in your church who maybe feel called to ministry or missions, and you want to come along beside them and encourage them and help them. and. We have a guy in our church, fantastic, uh, just has the greatest character and, and a willingness and a desire. And my thought process in wanting to help him in being prepared to go into some type of ministry, whether it's full-time or bivocational, just serving God in the local church, would be, you know what? I know you're going to get a lot of, uh, of, of book learning, a lot of classroom experience and those kind of things, but let's talk about nuts and bolts. Let's talk about practical day-to-day things. So through working you know, with, with him and bringing him into meetings or letting him see the other side of counseling with somebody or involving him in the process of baptisms or, or preparing uh, communion, you know, those kind of things that we don't get the practical aspect of in seminary, that's kind of led us to where we are. And that's there's right. some things we want to discuss. And that's why we're doing what we're doing in this little series, to, to think about you who may be in ministry or maybe some of you who may be feeling called to ministry to talk about some things that we feel like might be just really down-to-earth helpful. Absolutely. And, and I've got a similar experience to Andy. Um, we just kind of exported somebody from our church that was called to bivocational and co-vocational ministry. And same thing, you know, he, had, he didn't have formal seminary training, so we wanted to help him understand some of those things. And now we have a student pastor who is getting formal training, but same thing, we want to help him with the practical things. So uh, we're going to give you permission, okay? If you're watching or listening, 
steal this, use Absolutely. it, repost it, whatever. Use it in your own staff if, uh-huh. if it's helpful at all, which we pray and hope that it is. So here are some things that we're going to cover over the next few weeks. And this isn't a comprehensive list. This is just some of the things we're going to talk about. And, uh, and then we're going to kind of begin that conversation with one. Hopefully you'll find entertaining and helpful today. But we're going to talk about life-on-life disciple-making, uh, how that looks, how practically you do that. Because uh, you know my story. When I got out of college and I was discipled, I went to my church and said, this is what Jesus did. And they told me that's not the way it works in the, in the local church now, but it does. And we're going to talk about how that looks and how that works. And we understand a lot of us who have gone through that formal education and training in seminary have had that explicitly uh, and, and, and very intentionally taught to us that we are to be a great commission people and be mm-hmm. about disciple making. But the how-tos of doing that weren't often fleshed out. So, so we want to walk through with you, maybe even take some of the episodes we've talked about and, mm-hmm. and, and reference them to. But you know our heart. You know we're passionate about disciple-making. That's right. And that's one thing we feel like maybe uh, undergirds and, and holds up everything else we're going to do in the ministry of the local church. So if we're not actually making disciples as leaders in the local church, then we're, we're really not leading by example. That's right. Another thing that they don't teach in seminary is marketing. I know some of you think, well, that's a dirty word, and church right, but it's really not. Uh, we're, we live in 2021, if you haven't checked, and uh, marketing is a key, uh, key aspect of leadership in a local church. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, the days of, of, of maybe purchasing a billboard or maybe putting a door hanger on somebody's uh, neighborhood home, uh, those things may still work in some areas, but there are a whole lot more ways that we can talk about and discuss things that would be practical for you, helpful and very inexpensive yes. and doable for church, uh, churches of any size. Absolutely. And kind of related to that is this idea of first impressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember, not, not a class, I don't remember a single sentence being spoken about first impressions when it comes to worship, local church, Sunday mornings, those kind of things. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how we should approach first impressions. Yeah, when people drive onto your campus, when they enter into your church's parking area, the sermon's already being preached. That's right. So uh, what that says to them speaks volumes. And uh, we're, we're going to speak a little bit about that, about what it's going to be like to look through the eyes of somebody who may be a first time or returning guest mm. at your church and how not that we're supposed to, uh, you know, revolve around thinking about them. Honestly, we want to honor God with all that we do. But how do we honor God by recognizing people who come to our church and, and actually make a path for them to right. feel welcome and to instantly be connected to our church? Yep. And then another one that's kind of related to one another, two of them that I will talk about together here is how to lead change. Mm-hmm. And if... <laughs> If the last year and a half has taught us anything, we need to be about leading change in different areas and, and how, what that looks like. But also, how to equip the next generation to also lead in the local church. Those are two things that are related that we're going to talk about. Yeah, how do we adapt? I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about. It's, it's not just the fact that we have had change forced upon us this last year and a half, but how do we adapt to that and make the right changes? And how do we lead our people? To, to look to making the right changes mm-hmm. or being willing to make those changes. So those are some things we're going to talk about. That's right. Uh, another one that's probably 
on the top of all of our minds is how to utilize technology and social media. That's something that they don't teach in seminary much. And uh, again, if you haven't looked around lately, it's, it's pretty pivotal, uh, pretty vital for all of us uh, who are in leadership in a local church. How do we utilize technology? How do we utilize social media? How do we use those things for the glory of God in the church? Absolutely. Uh, I know there's a lot of discussion now about uh, technology and how do we integrate that into the life of our church and people bring up things like virtual church and you know in-person gatherings so we're going to talk a little bit about that but also we're going to look and see how we can just use some practical aspects of technology to to make disciples and to help us to to better equip our people and encourage them yeah and one thing that they definitely don't teach in seminary, and a lot of us have experienced this and learned how to do this the wrong way, is how to, how to lead and serve in terms of church size context. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I mean by that is, for instance, me. So when I was in seminary, I was on staff at a really large church and uh, served in that really large church, kind of a mini mega, uh, after seminary, and then went from that to a small church context. And boy, you couldn't... You couldn't have given me a more different context to lead, and so like I was a trying to square lead. pegging around. That's all, right. right. I was trying to lead the small church in in the large church way, right? And that didn't work. So we're going to talk about how to do that. Yeah, I mean, and it can be the just the opposite. You can come out of a smaller church and go to seminary, and your gifts and your ability uh, lead lead you to get plugged into a larger church, and you may feel like a uh, a calf looking at a new gate. You <laughs> That's know, right. You, where That's do, right. Which end do I grab? What do I do? So we're going to talk a little bit about how seminary may prepare you for a lot of aspects of ministry, but you know what? God may call you to a different size church or to a completely different context even. That's right. And how you can prepare for that and, and how you can even flourish in those environments. And then one more before we get to the topic for today that we're going to touch on, and that is this. How to call the right staff. Mm. That's a big one, right? Um, not just how to hire the right person, but how to actually call the right staff. Because, again, what we've been talking about, the context, your, your mission, your I'm vision. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I'm sitting here thinking, I wonder how many people are watching and listening, Mark, who they're thinking to herself, I've hired the wrong person before. <laughs> I need to hear this. I need to hear yes. this. Or I've got to hire, I've got yeah. to make, right? Yeah. So um, we're, we're going to talk about that as well. Today, Andy, we're going to talk about one thing that they did not teach in seminary, and you've heard this comment before the last year and a half, and that is, how in the world do I lead in a pandemic? And we say this because we're going to, we're going to go ahead and confess our ignorance, right? So we've talked about this on this podcast before, but way back in March of 2020, when the pandemic hit, we were all thinking, okay, well, hopefully we'll be open by Easter, right? Hopefully we'll be back to normal by Easter. Well, you know, here we are. And then it was the end of the summer. That's and then right. it was maybe by the end of the year. Yeah. And here we are a year and, and a here, half later. A year yeah. and a half later, mm-hmm. late summer, when this is being recorded, late summer 2021. And, uh, and we thought we were going to be talking about post-pandemic stuff, right? Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Delta variant. We are still smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. And so... Uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit about how to lead in a pandemic. Yeah, I've heard this said, and it's very true. I didn't sign up for, nor did I take the class, pastoring during a pandemic 101. That's right. Yeah, so that didn't happen. (laughs) Unfortunately, we are in a position that we have so much forced on us that we were not prepared for. But thankfully, we have a God who, he was not caught off guard by a pandemic. And his church, Jesus tells us, 
the gates of hell won't prevail against it. Amen. So we have so much confidence in the fact that this hasn't caught God off guard, and Jesus is continuing to build His church that we know He has a plan for us to not just survive a pandemic, but thrive and, and see a lot of people come to Christ and be, become disciples in our local churches. That's right. So, look, we hope we never have to face a pandemic again. So, we hope that you don't have to leave through another pandemic. But the principles still apply because change is constant. Change forced upon us, like Andy mm-hmm. said, it's a constant thing. It may not be quite as large and fast as it has been over the last year and a half, but it's something that we need to learn from. And, and so, number one, I would say the way to lead in any context of change, in any pandemic or any fast-moving uh, culture, which I think we'll always be in from now on, and that is we've got to be flexible. Right. Number one, the thing that I have learned the hard way, Andy, through this last year and a half is I've got to be flexible because just like we've just mentioned, as soon as we thought we were coming out of this, we go right back in it. As soon as we get ready to launch things here this fall, we're like, uh oh, we better be flexible and have a plan B and C and D, which, by the way, goes against everything in my body. If you know me, I'm a big picture guy. I hate details, but we've got to be flexible and we've got to have plan B, C and D just in case. It's, the, it's, it's a stewardship issue. Yeah, and that's not just trying to be a strategic planner. That's, that's being a spiritually aware leader. I mean, you're, you're having to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to stand my ground and I'm going to commit to my plans that I made. And, you know, I mean, in our hearts, we may make plans, but it's God who determines our Amen. steps. So we have to to be flexible. Uh, I, I've used that missional beatitude over and over and over. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall bend and not break. That's right. So you, you have to be flexible. I would add to that, Mark, that you have to have a willingness to examine everything and lay it mm-hmm. all on the table and realize there are times when you can't overwhelm your people with so many things. That's great. And, you know, we've talked a lot about that whole a menu approach where people have all these opportunities to pick and choose what they like. Well, what you have to do is you have to to realize that there are times where you you might have to pare down your schedule and your programming and your calendar and and come to a bare minimum. How how do we do the exact things that we're supposed to be doing in in the most efficient ways possible? Because it may not be a pandemic, it may be an economic crisis, right. or it may be political environment changes, or it may be you know, no telling what can happen. We have may have a natural disaster that right. may disrupt uh, you in your church and your local community. So we, we don't have plans for those things. Let me encourage you to think maybe now after having gone through what we've gone through, maybe to do that, maybe have some kind of disaster preparedness That's right. plan, but be, be flexible, but also realize you can't continue to do things. And the amount of time that consumes people in doing those things mm. in dealing with a disaster like we've dealt with. So just recognize like what we've had to deal with the last year and a half. Uh, We made sure that there was an opportunity for our people to worship, whether that was online only when that was necessary or online and a hybrid version of what Mm -hmm. it looks like Mm -hmm. to gather in Mm -hmm. person and ways to continually encourage and equip them. And we utilize, like we mentioned earlier, technology to do that. So, That's right. so understand what is necessary and everything else. You know what? It can it can wait, or it may never come back. You just have to, right. to realize and put your eggs in the right basket. That's right. A good way to put that. Simplicity is a Absolutely. great 
tool and defense against this crazy change, right? Mm -hmm. A value that we have, less is more. And so if you think about it, if you keep things streamlined, Andy talks about this all the time, if you ask yourself what's mission critical Mm -hmm. and you're doing the things that are mission critical only, right? So when something like a pandemic or financial disaster, whatever hits, you don't have to take your people through this massive change all of a sudden because you're already focused and streamlined Mm -hmm. and you're simple. So maybe that's an approach you need to take Mm -hmm. too. And I think another thing that we've learned along the way is ask the right questions, okay? Because I think, look at, look at John, right? That, I love that, that parable and that story of John where, where he's healing this guy that's born blind and, and the, the Pharisees are all upset and they ask, they ask you know, the people, well, who sinned, right? Uh, the disciples ask, who sinned, this guy or his parents? And Jesus is like, no, 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 you're asking the wrong question. This guy was blind so I could heal him so I could be glorified, right? And he says, ask the right question. Well, maybe we've been asking the wrong questions, uh, even in COVID. So we've been asking, well, what can't we do now, right? Mm-hmm. How are we limited or what do we have to stop doing? Maybe the right question is, is and we've talked about it on this podcast, what has COVID made possible? That's right. What what is this change? What is this challenge? What is this struggle that we're facing as a church if it's not a pandemic? What's it made possible rather than what do we have to limit ourselves in doing? Yeah, a crisis, it may give you a lot of problems, but it also presents so many gospel opportunities. Mm. That's, a, that's a good word right there, Mark. Uh, uh, the other thing I would encourage you to on our list of necessary things to lead through a pandemic would be to network with like-minded, gracious peers. Mm. I mean, find some people that you can lean on, you can trust in, that you can, you know, maybe moan and gripe a little That's bit right. to and, and cry a little bit with, uh, but also you can you can share ideas, you can give feedback, and, and it's just so much better to go through something like this with other people than feel like you're isolated and alone and on an island. So make sure you're not doing anything in and especially leading in a time of crisis alone. So make sure that you're connected with somebody. Very good. So that's a little bit of what we've learned uh, that we didn't learn in seminary in how to lead through a pandemic. And we just wanted to briefly introduce that to you so you know kind of what's coming. This is kind of what the conversations are going to be over this series of what we did not learn in seminary. So hopefully that's an encouragement to you. Hopefully that equipped you a little bit in how to continue in leading in this pandemic that we're still in. Absolutely. So uh, I look forward to some of the conversations we're going to have. And like Mark said earlier, we've got some great guests coming up on the podcast. So we're glad that you guys have been continuing to support us, encourage us, and uh, watch and listen to the podcast. So we hope this helps. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next time. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. 